Now I want to tell you about how I got the nickname Shups. There's a friend of a friend who I realized uh, <laughs> refers to me as Shups. And when I found out about this, I was like, why the heck does he call me Shups? And the reason is uh, because there was a period of my life, it was in basically the year of 2017, I did 66,613 push-ups. Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to One Visit Away. I uh, We are right after Christmas right now, and I just want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas season. And uh, yeah, I think there's a lot. This is an interesting time right before the new year to look ahead towards what we can accomplish in 2021. And so I hope this episode gives you uh, maybe a different way of looking about how to have massive transformation in your life. We're going to be talking about, you know, how do you how do you do simple things that over time compound into great efforts and I've got a story about uh how doing a bunch of push-ups helped me raise a million dollars for the first time in my career and just applying some of the techniques from the book The Slight Edge. So, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope y'all had a very merry Christmas and look forward to everything that 2021 is going to bring. It's the first year first full year of the podcast. I'm excited for it. There's a lot of uh, big things coming. Uh, There's several things y'all will hear about in the new year, but the first thing coming up pretty soon, the website will be launched and that's going to be pretty nifty and then a whole whole bunch of other stuff from there. So thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. Um, I've just loved getting to know all of you who are fans of the show and enjoying it and are scheduling visits. It really means a lot when y'all take the time to send me a message and just say like, Hey, I really enjoyed that episode. Um, what you said here, what this guest said there helped me to close a gift or schedule a visit or gain the confidence to go out and pick up the phone and make some stuff happen. I really love hearing about that stuff. So keep it up, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And if you can, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It helps tremendously in getting the show to new people. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to One Visit Away. Uh, It's crazy just reflecting on all the people you get to know in this line of work. That's one of my favorite things about Major Gifts is you just get to meet incredible people. And one of the people I visited with, uh, a guy named Jeff, I'm going to send you this podcast episode, Jeff, to because uh, I think you'd enjoy it. But he and I went to lunch one day uh, in our office building. This was this was years ago, probably five years ago now. And Jeff was telling me about how he loved business books, and I asked him like, "What's one of your What's one of your favorite books?" He just loved books in general. And one of the books he recommended to me was called The Slight Edge. And so I picked this book up, and I love this book. You know, the beginning of it, it opens up. uh, The guy, the author, is telling the story. He's like, I want to tell you about two very close friends of mine that I grew up with. And, you know, basically he, he went on to say that these guys were extremely similar. They grew up in the same town, very similar personalities. Uh, They both, like, you know, when they were 
in high school, had a reputation for getting into mischief, and then uh, once they went to college, essentially they they took two very different paths in life, and then things started to change for him. And his one friend, he said, basically just wound up dropping out of college and uh, moved to the spring break capital of the world and became a beach bum and never really amounted to anything. And then his other friend uh, graduated top of his class, got recruited by a big uh, tech firm, had a very successful career, made tons of money, got involved in some some startups and investing and is an author and has a very successful life, like great relationships, all this stuff, and very wealthy. And then the author says, and you know, the, the these two guys are actually very close to one another. They still stay in touch. And then he reveals, they're both me. And what he's saying is, uh, basically, up until, uh, so he dropped out of college and was just living this beach bum life. And I think the way he tells the story is, he realized when he was cutting grass, I think it was at a golf course that he worked at he would see all these guys who made a lot of money and were out there playing golf and he would just think to myself he would think to himself you know these guys are really like are they really that much smarter than me are they that much harder workers than me like what is it about them that they're so successful and i'm stuck here just cutting grass and not living a successful or happy life and that's when he came up with the idea of the slight edge. And that's when he turned his life around and then went on to have this very successful career and uh, find a lot of happiness and achievement. And so what is the slight edge? Jeff Olson, the author, author of this book, The Slight Edge, basically his theories, and I recommend you all get the book, but especially as we head into the new year, this is the kind of book you want to read to know how to change your life dramatically over time. And his idea of the slight edge is that it is a concept that is working either for or against you at all times in every aspect of your life. And it's essentially this. It's that life is made up of thousands of seemingly insignificant decisions that by themselves, yes, are insignificant, but compounded over time make all the difference. So what is he talking about? You know, let's give an example of, of health, for example. You know, he says, you know, it, like one day if you decide, should I go to the gym or should I not go to the gym? It's really not that big of a deal. That's true. On that one day, whether you go or whether you don't go really doesn't matter. But what about over time? You didn't go this one day and then you don't go the next day and then you miss it again. And over time, you're going to get very weak. Just like if you just go to the gym, should I go to the gym today? And you decide to go, really isn't going to make that big of a difference that one day. But compounded over a year, compounded over a decade, it makes a tremendous difference. And so you can see this in every aspect of your life, whether it's fitness, whether it's the food you eat, whether it's your relationships or your money. It works so beautifully for compound interest. Um, exactly this concept. If you invest, you know, a dollar today, not a big deal, but you do that every day for 30 years and you're going to be, you're going to have a lot of money. Um, so anyway, it's that idea of just the slight edge. It's working either for you or against you. And over time, it compounds significantly. So what I want to talk to you about in this episode is discipline. 
I think uh, this concept of the slight edge is key. Everybody wants to go out the new year. People are going to go, all right, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the gym, uh, you know, every day and I'm going to radically change my diet and I'm going to all of a sudden just become this superstar fundraiser. I'm going to knock it out of the park. I'm going to do all these crazy things. That is not how you make changes. Uh, changes, generally speaking, uh, are better implemented over time and you take these small slight edge steps towards progress every day and you're going to wind up in a much greater place at the end of it than if you tried to jump all in right away and then you lose your motivation. Because the thing behind that is so many times, you know, people want to go on these diets at New Year's. The reason almost no one sticks with it is because they're just really motivated right at the beginning, but then the motivation goes away and so they stop. And so what we want to develop is discipline, is that habit of just, I've committed to do this and I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it, knowing that I'm not going to see the results that I want immediately. But I know if I keep this discipline over time, it's going to have tremendous results. So now I want to tell you about how I got the nickname Shups. There's a friend of a friend who I realized uh, <laughs> refers to me as Shups. And when I found out about this, I was like, why the heck does he call me Shups? And the reason is uh, because there was a period of my life, it was in, it was basically from, basically the year of 2017. I did 66,613 push-ups. Now, why in the world do I know I did 66,613 push-ups? And why did I do that? How did I do that? Well, I'd heard about this. A friend of mine had told me about, th this was back in college. He told me what he was doing. And what he was doing was every day he was doing one additional push-up. And he wanted to do this for a year. So the idea was like, day one, I'll do one push-up. Day two, I'll do two push-ups. Day three, I'll do three push-ups. And I think he made it till about day 40 or something and then quit. And then I was really interested in it. And so I tried it too. And I also failed. Now, why did we fail? I think both of us decided from the beginning, hey, I'm not going to start out with one push-up. That's just stupid. I can, I'm just going to start with like 20. I could do 20 push-ups, no problem. So let's just start there. And we both failed. Now, why did we fail? We failed because we didn't have, sure, we could do 20 push-ups, but we didn't have the discipline. We hadn't built the discipline of adding one push-up every day over time and then seeing the results that that would give, you know, compounded over a year. And so I tried this again. I, I started it, it was sometime in November of 2016, so it wasn't the exact year of of 2017, but most of the year of 2017, I was doing push-ups every single day. And this time I started it by doing one and you feel so ridiculous. Day one, you just do one push-up, and then day two, you're like, this is stupid. I'm just doing two push-ups, and then three push-ups, and then four. And then eventually you're doing 50 and then it's day a hundred and you're starting to hate this because that is, you've been doing roughly a hundred push-ups for quite a few days now. And then by the end of it, I had, I completed day 365. I did the push-ups every single day. I didn't take any off days. And if you do that for one year, just adding one push-up a day, just one push-up a day, 
you will do 66,613 push-ups. Now, again, and just so everybody knows, this isn't all in one set. I wasn't doing <laughs> I wasn't doing one set of 365 push-ups on the last day. It's uh, lots of sets of, you know, 10, 20, eventually 50, whatever it was, um, to get there. But yeah, it's it's crazy. If if I would have just there's no way I would have done that many push-ups <laughs> ever. And I was I was in great shape by the end of it. And it's just this simple thing, like building discipline over time can do that. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, uh, so there was that, I finished in November of 2017, and then early 2018 was the first time I hit uh, a goal for raising a million dollars in a fundraising campaign. And... Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, there is a lot of, there's a lot to be said for like discipline in one area of your life leads to discipline in another area. So there's two things I want to focus on, bring this back to development. One is just like, yeah, get some physical discipline in your life as well as some business discipline when it comes to scheduling visits. Y'all know, I really believe that scheduling visits is the key to success. I think most people don't have no idea how to do that well. Uh, they're scared of it. And so they don't do it and they don't, they don't keep a full calendar. They don't go on visits. They don't find out about their benefactors. They don't ask for gifts. And so they don't raise anywhere close to the amount of money that they could. So what I'm saying is don't just think all of a sudden I'm going to be the best visit schedule on planet earth on day one of January, 2021, start applying some slight edge techniques, decide you know, I'm going to make one more phone call every day to schedule visits. Like day one, I'm going to make one call to schedule visits. Day two, I'm going to make two calls. Build slight edge techniques into your fundraising efforts so that by the end of it, you will be you will be so much better than where you began. I mean, I'll tell you, there's a lot of people I run across who are full-time development professionals, and they have a tough time. I mean, sometimes getting five visits in a month, much less, you know, 15 or 20. And I know some people are going to push back and be like, oh, it's not all about how many people you see. I know that, of course. We don't just do it because an expert said to or whatever. But my last, the last month I had before the pandemic, when, you know, you could see everybody as freely as as you wanted to, uh, I had 40 face-to-face visits and raised a bunch of money that month because I have gotten really good at scheduling visits and it's easy for me. I know what I have to do. I just get it done. And it, but, but it's not because I am, I'm just like some superhuman or something. I just developed discipline over time and then got skilled at it and not as nervous about it or worked up about it. It's just, I just had discipline you got five minutes here while you're waiting, make a phone call, send an email, send a text to schedule a visit. Uh, you're in the office, you're sitting down for an hour and you're just making phone calls, send an email, send a text to schedule a visits. And you can get a lot of visits scheduled. I mean, 40 visits in a month is basically just two visits per workday. Like it's, it's not a crazy number by any means. And that was in, you know, multiple cities and that kind of thing. So it can be done, but the main thing I'm going to tell you all a story now related to the related to the push-ups. So the, one of our benefactors that I've worked with, I went to lunch with him one time, and he asked me, he was like, and, and this was when I was in the middle of this 
push-up thing. And he was like, man, Kevin, you look like you've been working out. Have you been, have you been hitting the weights? And so I started telling him about this push-up thing and he was just blown away by it. He thought it was the coolest thing ever. He's like, man, I need to start doing that. And so that was just kind of like one day. And then several months later, I met him at his house and we had, we had lunch at his house. And it just so happened that uh, he had, this was a, <laughs> this wasn't too uncommon with him, but he double booked a lunch. So like I was having lunch with him, but then one of his best friends was coming over for lunch too. And so like we finished up lunch real quick. And then I was, as I was leaving, his other friend was getting there and his friend, uh, runs this giant company valued over a billion dollars. And, uh, we just start having a conversation and, I get introduced to that guy and I wound up visiting with him later and he became a benefactor. And then also during that lunch, the guy I was there having lunch with was telling me, he was like, Oh, by the way, Kevin, he's like, he was, how's the push up thing going? And I was telling him that I was almost finished and he was just so impressed by it. So he was like, look, you let me know when you finish day 365, if, if you do that, and you send me a video of you finishing the the challenge, then I will introduce you to another one of my friends, this guy who, another guy who runs a larger multi-billion dollar company. And he's like, if you, <laughs> if you get that done, I'll make the intro to that guy. And so it was just, it was just a fun uh, experience. I got to, I, I sent him that video and he made the introduction to his friend and, uh, it's just funny. Like so many people that you work with, you wind up becoming very close with and good friends with, and they encourage you in difficult things you're working on. And, you know, it's kind of a goes both ways. Like I helped this guy in a lot of ways. He helped me in a lot of ways. And it's just, it's just fun when you start getting to that point in relationships with your benefactors that, uh, it's not just about work, but there's a lot of like personal stuff that, crosses over to and so that that introduction to that other guy is a whole another story for another podcast but really what I want to get across is when we go into 2021 don't think about radical behavior change on the first day of the new year start thinking more in terms of the slight edge what are the things the small things that you're going to change that you're going to do every day that compounded over the year 2021 are going to get you the most visits, the most meaningful conversations, and allow you to raise the most money for your organization. Because the other thing I want to say, it might seem dumb to just kind of like start off small. But again, back to the push-up thing. If you were to do 50 push-ups a day, if you were to just jump in right at 50 and say, I'm going to do 50 push-ups every day for the year. First off, you're pro- you might not complete it just jumping in that that much all at once going from nothing to 50 but even if you did you'd only do just over 18,000 push-ups that year if you do it the slight edge way adding one every day you do 66,613 so start so start implementing some slight edge techniques into your major gift efforts this year and I promise you when you look up at the end of 2021 you're going to be amazed at what you've been able to accomplish Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode has been valuable to you. Hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and look forward to 
the first full year of One Visit Away coming to 2021. It's just amazing to see everything that's happened in the seven months or so that this, maybe eight months that the podcast has been up. I've just loved getting to know all of you. Love hearing stories of how the podcast has impacted you and look forward to stay in touch as we go into the new year. Thanks so much for listening. Look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. That was a Kevin Fitzpatrick solo episode of One Visit Away. If you found this episode valuable, please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to stay up to date on the show, you can like One Visit Away on Facebook or connect with me, Kevin Fitzpatrick, on LinkedIn. I hope this episode has inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from having lunch with somebody who can introduce you to two people who run billion-dollar companies.